from the moment that my son, that I missed my son's third birthday and I went and record, then I went home very in the same month. I wrote down my goals. It was a five-year goal. In 18 months, I'd made the very first purchase of the property. So I was moving. And the reason that's important is because I moved from theory. Now, with that pain of missing my son's third birthday, I did not want to ever feel that again. Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. Welcome back, Awesome Tribe. We've got a major episode for you today, and I don't say this lightly. I did promise to keep putting in the efforts towards bringing you guests whose expertise certainly aims to serve and empower you, but also people who embody a sense of personal truth that I believe is at the core of the mission that this podcast and our tribe seek to accomplish. I did mention this to him in our initial pre-recording call, and I'll say it here for posterity. Billy Keels is a real one. Successful long-distance real estate investor, entrepreneur, recovering perfectionist, coach, speaker, world traveler, podcaster, husband, and father. He and I managed to connect on so many levels. I believe the universe sometimes makes the most random things feel so genuinely appropriate. On this episode, Billy does not hold back and blesses us with an admittedly sincere collection of personal stories and battle-tested advice on the importance of pushing past the theory and engaging in effective action, reclaiming your time, the sting of disappointing failure, being very clear on your goals, video games, and so much more. Another exciting conversation with a gentleman of both impeccable character and empowering insight. Take notes, you guys. Thank me later. So let's get into this. From beautiful Candia, Quebec, to Barcelona, Spain. This is Awaken the Awesome, episode 173 with Billy Keels. Here we go. I always like to start I, where I really want, how I really wanted to start this. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say thank you. Why I wanted to say thank you. And I'm going to start it with a story. Um, I've been in a funk uh, podcasting wise, I fell into a little bit, no, a huge bit of pod fade, uh, mm-hmm. because having done this for so many years, I know it's not about me, but it's just, I'm, I'm telling you this story to tell you this one. I'm, I'm going to come back to a point. I promise. Yep. So, um, I fell, I fell into a really big funk and sometimes, you know, um, I, I, there's this really nice quote that I read a long time ago. It tells you when you don't know where to start, start over. So I was really feeling like in the dumps, like, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I recording? God, I haven't posted in a while. I've got so many episodes backed up. Why, why, why? You know, just a lot of funk personally. Mm-hmm. And then it was like everything from the podcast to the parenting to the job. Cause I also have my nine to five and everything. And you know what, just to get out of that funk, I basically wasn't thinking productivity or anything. You know what, let me go back to stuff that I love doing, which is reading, um, so, and I didn't even want to pick up a business book, a, a self-help book or anything. I just picked up a novel and I picked up out of all things, uh, Dan Brown's origin for the people who know of Dan Brown of, uh, you know, Da Vinci code fame and the backdrop of the book is in Barcelona, Spain. And the book is so well-written. It's a nice adventure. And I'm like, you know what? This makes me want to go to Barcelona. And you know what? It's such, again, the, the descriptions of the locations and the, and, and the beauty and the art and stuff. I fell in love with the city. I love history. I love culture. I love art. I love engineering. And just reading about the the uh, 
um, the cathedral, the Sagrada Familia, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta go to Barcelona. I gotta go to Barcelona. Just speaking that into the universe. And here you are, <laughs> like the first guest I have back from my funk actually lives in Barcelona, Spain. So this is the universe, guys. This is the universe like conspiring. When you speak stuff into the universe ever so slightly, you have no idea. I know this sounds very woo-woo, but I want to say thank you, you know, for you and your team to just like come out of the nowhere and just force me back into this universe. I want to celebrate you, Billy, for, you know, being such an incredible individual. I've done a little bit of background check, as they say, <laughs> listen to a lot of episodes. I never try to dive too deep into the rabbit hole, but I want to thank you for being such an audacious individual. You've done so much uh, with uh, the intentional purpose you've set for yourself. You know, as you said, a recovering perfectionist, uh, you know, you've taken chances, uh, you've made money, you've lost money, you've, you know, built a family, you've built a career, you know, and you have not shied away from chasing your dreams and keep, you know, teaching us, whether through your coaching and your practice, you know, to help people, you know, try to better their lives, whether through their wealth or as individuals or their bottom line. But all of this needs to be celebrated. You know, there are no, there are no dumb decisions, only decisions you can live with. And again, there are only great successes because we need to celebrate each and every one of them. So for being such an incredible individual and, you know, sharing your time with us today, I want to thank you. Uh, for being such a great guy and awesome personality and welcome to the awaken the awesome podcast it's a privilege it's a privilege to have you on olivia i appreciate the uh the very very kind words and one of the things that that you said that resonates with me is celebration and in the same way that you talk about the things that that have transpired in my life some of the things that many of the things i would say i've created now with some with some gray hairs and able to recognize some of these things that we've created when you are able to, to, there you go, wisdom, 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 when you're able to recognize and and celebrate uh, others, uh, I think it's also important to, to recognize the things that you've done. Um, I know that as you talked about, you were very open and transparent in your episode 171, just about the things that had transpired in your life. uh, Some of the things that continued to build up and you recognize that you accepted that. And at the same time, you continue to push through. So in the same way that you celebrate me, I also want to say I appreciate and recognize and celebrate the fact that you've continued to build momentum, the fact that you've continued to share, as I mentioned in your episode 171 with your community, uh, and that together we are, are going to continue to move forward, celebrate one another, recognize one another and continue to gain momentum and move towards sure. our goals much faster. So, Oh, I'm blushing. I'm blushing. Such a good guy. See, 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 see what I mean? Like this, this, this guy gets it. Like I like, this is why in our, in our introductory call off the interwebs, like it was such a great energy. Like I got off the call. I was like, I like this guy. Like he, <laughs> he gets it. My kind of awesome. Um, why I wanted, why, what I wanted to open with, um, mm-hmm. cause you know, with your expertise and everything. And this is not going to be a real estate conversation. It's mostly going to be speaking to our community, which is, some people I like to call regular people who understand that there's more to their path. There's more to their journey than just, you know, going to work, you know, just breaking bread, like, you know, making what they need to do, doing what they need to do to further the next day, you know? Mm-hmm. And one thing that your story really resonated with me is because you said it yourself, your parents didn't go to college, but they went through a lot to actually provide opportunities for you that opened many doors and provided you to have uh, you know, that momentum, you know, to create the great things that you did. So you never shy away from the hard work. You never shy away from the consistency and the rigor. But what I want to open with is the fact that some people use that 
as a crutch or my parents didn't have much. And some people use it as a slingshot, as a springboard towards the next level. So how do we, you know, maximize? Because it's a lot of, how do we not fall into the excuses, Billy? How did you, how, how did that birth into you to know that, you know what, I have an opportunity in my hands and you know what, I need to use this to its full potential? Yeah. So actually, you know, and I'm definitely going to answer that question. I just, I wanted to think about, or I am thinking about one of the things in terms of celebrating you, because I, I just, I love the way that you started that. And one of the things that I would also like to ask um, of your community, and I know I'm just here brand new and stuff like that, but because you put so much love, so much uh, heart into what you do, I mean, you've been doing this since 2016. I mean, I just think that's absolutely phenomenal. And so for those that of you that continue to be here, continue to be inspired, if you've not taken just a couple seconds to leave uh, Olivier an honest written review and rating, um, I would request that you do that um, for, for a couple of reasons. Because one, it allows him to understand what are the things that you appreciate. Also, what are the things that you want to see changed? Because for the very little that I know of this man, he, this gentleman will take that um, that information on so that you can get the most out of every single time that you invest with him and his guests to help you move forward faster. So if you haven't done that, just take a couple seconds. It really literally only takes a couple seconds, provide him that feedback so that he can give you exactly what it is that is going to help you to be able to move forward faster. So, um, with that, just as a backdrop and coming back to your question and being able to say, you know, what are the things that can help, um, people move closer towards uh, their path. And, you know, as you mentioned before, my both of my parents, uh, one of my parents actually started college, never finished college. Um, and there are lots of things that happen in our household, which like most households, right? Because when you don't have a financial education, doesn't mean that you're not smart or intelligent. You just don't have that type of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people would say that it's by design, Um Sometimes people say that it's just because you don't have any access one way or the other. It is what affects many households. Um, but because I watched both of my parents work very hard, that was their answer is work harder. And so in order to get whatever goal that you wanted, you just had to work harder to do that. And so that work ethic is something that I realized was something that's going to be really important because that's what I saw every day. What I didn't know was it's not just about working harder. Mm -hmm. It's also, especially when it relates to money and, or maybe money is not the right word currency. Mm -hmm. It is, is more appropriate to think about being able to work smarter in order to work smarter. You have to understand the rules of the game. Once you understand the rules of the game, you apply it to your specific context. Every person starts in a different place. You started in a different place than I did. Mm-hmm. My children are starting in a very different place than I did. Yes. And so it, it is our goal to, to continue to, as we talked about before, to continue to help to progress. And so we have to always understand where we are, what the context is, and, and, and help move forward. That's what I saw. That's what I replicated. And then also what I replicated was work hard. And then also now recognizing our not just working harder, but complementing that with working smarter from a financial perspective. You also said one other thing that I'd love that you said it. I don't think you realized what you said, but let me just hit on this. I'm glad that this is not a real estate conversation. You know why, Olivier? Mm -hmm. Because I am not a real estate person. Um, Many people that will probably shock um, because as you mentioned before, I have a podcast. We talk about investing in real assets. Real estate solved a problem for me. 
But because I am a problem solver, that was just one of the vehicles that I now drive or use in my life to get to the destination that I have for myself and my family. Epic. So, so, so I love that you said that because it took me a while to recognize that I'm not a real estate person. Once again, real estate is one of the real assets vehicles that I use in my portfolio to actually mm-hmm. get to my life destination for myself and my family. See? So, thank you for highlighting that. No, that's really important because a lot of people, we, I believe, uh, an intentional um, uh, action where you need to figure out, because there's so many opportunities open to you right now. The world is not, I was born in 1981, we're 2022. The world is very different. I come from the analog world and I stepped into the digital world and my kids will be in a totally different world than where we are right now. And that is a very thrilling perspective. Mm-hmm. And why I say that is because, you know what? You have so many ways to push your life forward, whatever that looked like for you. And what I hear from you and I see from your journey is you basically used every opportunity. You took chances and you put your fear aside, not saying that it wasn't there, but you took chances. And what people need to hear from this conversation, because I hear this a lot. How do I know? Or how can I not make a mistake? But Billy... And I'm really asking you rhetorically, is there such a thing as a sure thing? Is there such a thing as a safe decision? Because I come from a very traditional background where your parents are always going to be there like, play it safe. Are you sure? Stay there. Stay at the job. Stay at this little corner of the world where you own, where everybody knows your name. And then you're just going to, you know, just do what you usually do for the next 30 years. But is there such a thing as a safe bet? Is there such a thing as a safe decision, Billy? (laughs) So I know you said it was rhetorical. The anything and everything that you do has risk. That includes having a job, right? Because you never know because this is the environment I I grew up in, right? Because my parents didn't have what they considered to be education, i.e. formal education, a college degree, but they had both lots or they do have lots of street smarts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But what I heard growing up was make sure that you get really good grades. I did that. I'm an A student. And as you and I talked about before, I'm a recovering perfectionist to the fact that because I studied really hard, I got good grades. When I got good grades, I got the pat on the back. I got the recognition. And so it was like this self-fulfilling prophecy that continued Mm -hmm. to happen over and over and over. I did that afterwards. I got a great job, started making a lot of money. And I was told to work hard. I worked a lot of hours. That's what I saw. I got the recognition. I was a top talent. I was rookie of the year. I was going and traveling to, uh, you know, the, the Hawaii every other year because I was achieving and, and things like that. But what I started also realizing is I watched lots of friends and coworkers right now. We're in the professional life that they went through. Every single day. And I worked in enterprise software sales and sales leadership, which was Mm -hmm. pretty amazing, cutting edge, right? But the day that their number was called, meaning the manager changed, there was a reorganization, and they were out, there was no plan B. They didn't know what to do. And so what everyone told them was having, you know, go get a great job because that's the thing you want to do. They were doing their jobs. And the day their number was called, Well, they didn't have a plan B. So through that story, 
I don't know if you would consider that risk or not, but if you're doing everything that you're told, you're, you're, you're moving in the right direction, just mm-hmm. like I was, just like many of my colleagues were mm-hmm. when their number was called and they didn't have that plan B, there was no more security. They were lost. They were floating. So it became for them in that moment in time, a risky proposition. So, and, and the reason I say that is because there are so many people that go through day to day, to day, to day, to day, thinking that having a job at a great big company, there's no risk involved in it. But the risk is every single day, there's something that could happen in the company. And so unless you have prepared some type of plan B, then you are also at risk because something may change tomorrow. And fortunately or unfortunately, when life happens for you, it's a matter of are you prepared or not? Wow. And that's where, because I took some notes, uh, that's where we fall into the realm of what I call our our scripts. Um, cause sometimes, especially on this path towards personal growth, and I'm sure you've experienced this, you know, when you step out of the mold of your immediate environment, whether it's family and colleagues and friends whatsoever, and you start having different conversation, when I connect with people like you and throughout the journey of building this podcast, you know, you speak to different people and you walk away and you're like, okay, some people think differently. Some people speak differently. They have different conversations, you know, just, just, you know, just read, just look, just looking you up. I learned about the term long distance real estate investing. Like really I can own property, not living in the same territory or market that I am. Like I can actually do that. That is a thing, you know? And I would have this conversation with someone close to me in my environment, say my parents and not, not, not dishing out on my parents, but we're saying like, these are not conversations that I, that I had growing up. And these are not Mm -hmm. concepts that are familiar. And when I talk about scripts, we need to write our own. And for some people that is deathly scary because Mm -hmm. this is weird. This is wrong. This is taboo. I cannot do this. And I'm trying to bring it home for people listening to us where they need to get comfortable, Billy, writing their own script. And how do they go about doing that? Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple of different things um, that, that you can do. Um, but, but one of the things that uh, let me, uh, let me just, uh, maybe I'll take a step back. Cause I think it's important to, mm-hmm. to share, maybe fill in a little bit of, of some of the, a little bit of my, my story, right? So being someone who's originally from the U S born in Columbus, Ohio, um, I, when I grew up, I thought that I didn't know if I'd ever even get to California. That seemed really, really far to me wow. because, of the, because of the environment that I grew up in. Right. We were inspired to do things. I mean, even when I was born, my parents, when we moved to Colorado, uh, my brother and sister were born there. Then we went from there to Texas. Um, parents worked, separated, got back together, separated, had a lot of uh, issues. Eventually they divorced. We went back to Ohio. Um, but I never really saw myself getting to like California or going to New York. Like those were amazingly far places. Wow. Um, but through rejection, actually, um, twice I got rejected by, from my dream job and I was a really good student, great college student. And I only knew st- work hard, study hard, get the result. And so this was the time that I did not get the result. Um, when I was rejected once, then I moved overseas. I had a, like a three month overseas experience. So that really kind of opened my eyes. Um, this was, a, I went back and got a second degree my fifth year of college. When I came back, I got rejected my fourth year of college from that dream job. So then I went overseas, got some more experience, started learning language, got a second degree. And then I was, a, I was absolutely positive. Like, Hey, listen, I've got this additional degree, this overseas experience. I've got more, you know, more college experience. So I was pretty much 
sure that I was going to be. It was going to be locked in. That yeah, was for PNG, absolutely. right? That was for PNG. Yep, exactly. So I got rejected a second time and I was like, whoa, hang on a second. Well, from there, I had this amazing friend from, from St. Louis, Missouri, and one of my best friends to, to this day. He told me about this job of people that were working, traveling around the world. Now, I know you know a bit about this story, but mm-hmm. with that, I actually was one of 26 people. There were like 6,000 resumes. And this job actually entailed us working and traveling around the world with Fortune 500 CEOs. Okay. And so these, uh, having insight to these CEOs, that was one thing, but it also gave me a chance to expand my mindset beyond anything I ever thought because Olivier, in five years, I had the chance to work and travel throughout some 58 different countries. Wow. That was one thing, changed my mindset. After that, I decided, you know, I didn't, I'd worked five years, didn't want to go to a quote unquote normal nine to five job, ended up moving to Europe. I've been living in Europe for the last 21 years. I'm sure we'll go into more of this later on, but I've called Barcelona home for the last 15 years. And why do I say that story, right? Well, one of the things when I was born into a very middle-class family, the scripts that I told myself was being able to, you know, go get a good job and do the things that I was told. Little did I know that by the time I was in my late 40s, 48, I would have worked and traveled to throughout 86 countries that I would learn four additional languages, speaking five today, and be living in Europe for the last 21 years, right? But it all started through what I perceived as the worst thing that could ever happen, and that was rejection. Wow. Not once, but twice. Wow. And so that changed things for me in my mind and just the way that I approached the world and not like why is like why are these things happening to me, but it's why are they happening for me? And so it was a matter of then being able to say, okay, this is, this is what I have. Let's make the most of this next step. And for me, the next step was once I got that job, I started traveling around the world and seeing things. I was 21. It was, you know, a very, very different time in my life. Maybe bringing it back to a very tactical step to having helped someone today like that with that as a background. Maybe today you're in a, in a nine to five job that you enjoy but it's not something that you absolutely love. You don't necessarily know that you want to be thinking about it all day, every day when you're outside of the office. You're Mm -hmm. probably doing that just because of the nature of the job, but it's not that it's something that you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about the things that, like very tactical, right? Think about the things that you actually do enjoy doing, that you love doing, that over the last two or three years, you've gained more experience because you're genuinely curious. You're reading, you're watching things on the internet, you're applying the knowledge that you're learning. Think about where you are today and think about where you were two years ago. Think about all the knowledge that you have gained, the theoretical knowledge, the practical knowledge, because you're taking the things that you learn on the internet and you're applying it. Um, maybe it's very similar to, to, to what you did, Olivia. You, you start a podcast or maybe you start in your local community, bringing people together to talk about the things that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's a way that you can start to change the script that you have in your mind because you already have many times we don't think that we're an expert in something because yeah, you're, so you're, often. Because, because you're looking at the people who are on YouTube or have podcasts that have eight zillion people. I'm not Tony think, Robbins. Wow, I'm, I, yeah, exactly. Like it's way too far away, but well, yeah, but you know what? Where you were two years ago, that person that you are today, you can help the person that you were two years ago. And so by being able to be that guide for someone else, you begin to change the script as well. 
and you're doing it from a place of more security, more confidence, because you've already done it. The thing is, you just don't necessarily give credence to it. Um, and that's why you're here listening to Olivia and I, so that you can hear that today. And you can also begin to take action because that at the end of the day, you've got to take action. If you don't take action, it's all kind of worth nothing. That's a powerful segue where I want, because I wrote that down as well. Um, one thing that you talk a lot about is how you went from, you know, the theory and learning about, you know, how to build assets and how to, you know, acquire properties and stuff. There's a lot of theory going on. There's all, there's always a method to the process, as I saw the, the method to the madness, but through what your journey has shown and through a lot of words that you shared is the fact that there's a huge difference between the theory. There are a lot of books about whether podcasting, having a family, raising kids, running a business, you know, getting healthier, eating healthier, whatever. But there's a huge difference between the theory and taking action. And that's where the the, the difference between r radical change happens. And a lot of people fall into that trap. Okay, there's like shelf help, like buy all the books, but if you're not applying it, you know, <laughs> your books are just collecting dust. And how can we help them, like, you know, move beyond that theory and take action? Yeah, so shelf help. I'm going to use that. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> so I just hope whatever it is that you <clears throat> that you don't have to have the same experience that that I had. Right. And and what was that? The, the challenge that I had, because I was a theoretical like mastermind. Right. I, oh, some of the books you can see over me, I, I remember reading. I'm so jealous I, of your bookshelf, by the way. <laughs> well, I, I like your, your, I like your bookshelf, by the way. It looks, it, it looks nice. And you actually dug into each and every one of those books. I read all these too as well, but, um, and I appreciate the compliment. Thank you. But what happens sometimes is I was like this theoretical, like mastermind because I read all of those books and I knew all of the theory. And this specifically ties to a point in my life where I was, I was not being very congruent with the things that I said. I was a very young father. I was, uh, I had two children and I was dependent 100% on my corporate role, right? So some of the things I talked to you about before, the reason I could share them with you is because I lived them. It's not that I'm coming from a theoretical place. I'm, I'm sharing with you because this is the, these are things that I lived. And so in order to help others, become more of a practitioner versus just the theoretical knowledge. I, I do want to share this, this story because I think, or I know that it will, it will help someone. And so when I was that theoretical mastermind, when I was reading all of the books, I read all the rich dad, poor dad books, and I really knew about all the theories and I was listening to podcasts and I was l watching videos on YouTube. And mm -hmm. this was specifically related to investing and in, in investing in real estate. Well, that was because I was supposed to be creating this other stream of income for myself, which was going to provide me with more personal freedom because having more income, because I come from a family where we did not have it. And I can promise you having it or not having it, I will say having it every single day of the week. There are different problems to have, but life is very different when you have uh, income, when you have stream streams mm -hmm. of income, when, especially when you can keep that. So anyway, so as, as these things were happening, the morning of my son's third birthday, um, living here in Barcelona, I didn't sleep well the night before. Up until recently, Olivia, and I know that I shared this with you, I was very uncomfortable sharing this story because I was ashamed of sharing this story. And the reason I was ashamed was because when my son was turning three years old, that the night before, I knew that I had to fly to Frankfurt, Germany for a business meeting the next mm -hmm. day. 
Mm-hmm. It's not very different than a lot of people, but because it happened to me, I was ashamed of telling the story. I woke my, yeah, yeah. I woke my wife up at four forty-five, four five. Sorry, five forty-five, five thirty in the morning. Woke up our one-year-old uh, because I wanted to give a hug and kiss to my three-year-old son before I left for this business meeting. We did that, but as I was going to the airport, I just literally was not feeling well. I was on the plane. I was in this business meeting all day, and that night when my wife and youngest son were with my oldest son and my in-laws singing him happy birthday, blowing out the candles. I was at some business meeting in Frankfurt. And so that was the moment that I realized that I was not being congruent because I, as a father, I wanted to be there at those special moments. I wanted to be uh, present physically. I think more, well, at that time it was more physically present. I've realized now it's not just being physically present. You need to be physically and mentally present. Mm -hmm. That's part of a growth But that was the moment, that emotional moment that actually changed and had me going from a theoretical mastermind where I was like reading all these books and I knew all the numbers and all this, all these things, revenue minus expenses gave you net operating income, which minus your debt service, which is like a mortgage. Then it gave you your net profit like this. I knew it all day, every day, all the formulas, all the formulas. I knew them all. And I'd done that from probably 2009 until 2012. And during that time when I was a theoretical mastermind, I had absolutely zero additional income. Zero. Wow. From the moment that my son, that I missed my son's third birthday and I went and record, then I went home very in the same month. I wrote down my goals. It was a five-year goal. In 18 months, I'd made the very first purchase of the property. So I was moving. And the reason that's important is because I moved from theory Now, with that pain of missing my son's third birthday, I did not want to ever feel that again. And so it was a matter of how do I get into action as quickly as possible? So within 18 months, or sorry, within eight months, I made the very first purchase. Within 18 total months, I'd already accomplished the five-year goal in terms of the number of assets and income that I wanted to happen. And so, and and the reason that I'm sharing that story is because I don't want the same thing to happen to you that happened to me. I waited until something caused me an incongruency to then start to go from theory to practice. When you have the opportunity now to be able to avoid that, because you know, and then you mentioned Tony Robbins earlier, like I, I know he talks a lot about either you're running towards pleasure or mm-hmm. running away from pain. Mm-hmm. I'd like to provide you the opportunity to run towards pleasure and not have to feel the pain. See. For some, for some people, it's going to work. For me, for other people, it's not going to work. But by sharing that story, it's going to help someone to be able to 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 avoid that. And from there, you build your you build your specific plan for whatever the goal, your life goal is. Um, and and there's different vehicles to always get to whatever destination you're looking for. That that really touches me uh because from a father to another and also because uh on the personal front over the past couple of years i've also been involved uh very much involved into uh men's work uh, a lot of men's groups and um because i believe the pandemic for some reason has uh boiled that up to the surface where a lot of men are dealing with a lot so this kind of transparency and vulnerability is not something that um 
I should say basically is out in the open and it's conversation like these and subjects like these, you know, understand that, you know, Hey, men have feelings and something like that resonates true to someone who was also a recovering perfectionist and ran, ran so deep uh, for me as well when I was working like the corporate shtick and that entire scenario. And I keep saying my son saved my life uh, when he was born. Uh, because up to that point, I was like gunning it, like provider, protector, just just feeding the beast, just feeding the beast. Until I realized that when my son was born, I'm like, hey, you know what? Something's going to happen if I don't stop this right now. And mm-hmm. I hope that people hearing your story, you know, walking away from your child's birthday and, you know, handling, you know, as they say, making deals making deals, making deals. Yeah, that's that's fun. You know, it's like, yeah, the Gordon Gecko, the, the entire allure of the business mindset, right? But you realize that you're missing out on things that are maybe a little bit more valuable. You know, I really use that word, valuable, to you and your overall well-being. And yeah. it's stories like these, Billy, that really that really hit home uh, for a lot of the listeners because they need to understand what matters to you, right? And you really need to get comfortable on what your priorities are and these are not just chump words, people. This is something that you really need to be accepting of and you need to be aware of. And, you know, whether it's write a pen and paper and see, okay, what matters to me? And those those will shape your journey. They will shape your direction because you don't need to be everywhere. And you don't need to be everyone to everybody. You just need to be there for the right people. And that's what I heard from your story. You put all the steps together and guess what? Massive change, massive results, tremendous rewards. And you also coined a term which I really enjoy on one of your previous interviews, uh, ROS, return on sleep. Yeah. And what I enjoy uh, from that definition is the fact that you allow us to understand that there are bigger rewards than just dollars and cents. As you said, mm. additional income is great. Coming mm. from a third world country, trust me, I definitely understand the importance of having supplemental income. Yeah. And hearing that, you know, just knowing that, you know what, if you're going to spend some time on something, it better be towards progress, not just doing it for the sake of. So please school us on return on sleep. Yeah, sure. So, you know, and it is one of those things that that, that happens. I, actually, if you don't mind, uh, Olivia, I want to just take a sure. step back because, I, because I'm sure that there's someone saying, yeah, Billy, but I've got a job where I have to sit at my desk all day and I can't do what you did. Like I was working in sales and sales leadership position. And the thing that kept me from going to that meeting. Like there will be times where you absolutely have to go. And I, and I get that, but there's a very different feeling when you have control of whether or not you do something and you, and you opt to stay home, right? We're living in a different time now, Mm -hmm. but the reason that I felt that I had to go on that trip is because once again, I come from a place of not having so you talk about the protector, you talk about being able to provide. I felt like that was the only way that I could do that. I, the only way that I could provide for my family was being able to work more hours. It's what I saw at home. Mm-hmm. And because I had no other streams of income, that's what I felt like I had to do. As I progressed, I made different decisions because having the influx of income allowed me to put the priorities in the right place. So it wasn't anymore about if I was going to go on a trip, if it was my wife's birthday, my son's birthday, my whoever, like I I didn't do it because I knew that I was, I'd done the work to create other senses of security, i.e. other streams of income because I didn't come from that. 
And so when I was working from a place of scarcity, those were the decisions that I made. So I don't want to, I don't want to just talk about it and kind of move on because Mm -hmm. it is one of those things that's very, it is very important. And I know real life happens and depending on what type of role that you have, sometimes you are, um, you have less flexibility, Mm -hmm. but when you do more of the work and you create new options for yourself, for your life, for your family, it just makes those conversations very different. Maybe you don't mind taking the, the personal time off that specific day. You know why? Because your income is already going to take care of that one way or the other. And now yep. you're, you're investing your time where it makes the most sense for you. So mm-hmm. missing that one day out or using that one additional vacation day, the priority in your life is investing that time with your family, with your loved ones, you not go. spending it at behind the desk. And so that, that's what I mean when, when we talk about, uh, when we, when they talk about just that, that story, um, so that you can avoid that pain rather than, you know, learn from what I did wrong and so that you don't have to make the same kind of, uh, same kind of mistake. So, so that's kind so of easy to normalize it, right? Yeah. I mean, it is, I mean, it is, and it happens, uh, all the time. It happens all the time. So, um, so with that, and just talking about the, the, the ROS and it's, you know, and this is comes back to now learning more about, uh, learning more about currency, learning more about how uh, it can be best, uh, utilized to serve you. Um, I hear quite frequently people that are, you know, they talk about all of these different metrics and the metrics are what's the cash on cash return or what's the net present value or what's the internal rate of return, the IRR, the NPV and, you know, all of these different metrics. And in my person, like in my opinion, those metrics are important because they're kind of, they point you in the right direction. But the one metric, as you've alluded to already, Olivia, that no one talks about, but I think is absolutely the most important is the ROS, the return on sleep. Because if you have an opportunity to an investment opportunity that can provide you with a 288% return, but you don't know what you're doing because you don't have the education, you don't have the access, you don't have the network in your return on sleep, your ROS is negative. I can assure you that that 288% projected return is going to provide you so many sleepless nights that you won't care about the 288% return anymore because you're not going to sleep well. And I, when you, like, I don't sleep very much. I sleep about six hours a night, mm-hmm. but those six hours a night, I love sleeping soundly. And so I learned early on because I had a, an investment. I put about a hundred thousand dollars behind something that I did not understand. I did it because one of my good friends who was a multimillionaire did it and in, in, um, introduced me to somebody. That person that he introduced me to talked way over my head. I didn't understand it, but I felt like I had to do it because I was introduced by somebody else. I didn't ask most of the questions that would have made me feel uncomfortable. Wow. I do not do that anymore. If they make me feel uncomfortable, those are the questions that I ask because that's going to help me to have a positive ROS return on sleep in any investment decision that I make. It is also very similar to investing my time, which is the most important asset that you have, that I have, that any of us have, because no one's making more of it. And if the relationship is going to provide a positive return on sleep, I'll continue to invest time. If I feel or have input that it will not, I disengage because I do not want, and I would not recommend to you to invest your precious time 
into relationships and or investments that mm. do not give you a positive ROS. Mm. I felt it a is. lot of people cringe on that one because <laughs> they see faces, they see people, they see relationships that they know don't serve them, but they keep feeding that anyway. Why? Because they're too proper to just walk away or just set the boundaries. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. That's absolutely it. That, that was it. That was it. It's it's something that people need to take into account because you don't understand that one of the most effective steps you can take towards, you know, pushing your journey ever so slightly forward is to take vicious inventory of the relationships that you keep around. Because unfortunately, we're social beings, fortunately or unfortunately, depends on where you look at it. We are social beings. So we need a community. We need, you know, those connections. The pandemic has proved it. Nothing beats a human connection. Zoom be damned, StreamYard be damned. But you need to understand that, you know what? You are always pushed towards creating connections, human connections. But you also need to take inventory. And I mean this, like really look down the list. Why is this person on my phone? Why am I texting this person? Why am I going to this coffee? Why am I going to this meeting? Why? why? Who, who? And that's okay. And that is for your immediate family. There will always be cookouts. There will always be barbecues. But sometimes some conversations and you know, just subjects no longer serve you. Mm. And that is okay because it limits you. You know, sometimes you have conversation. You're like, what, wh why, why, why are we talking? Like, why, why, why? Okay. Have you seen the show? No, I don't. And you want to talk about, I want to talk about, you know, when you talk about the return on sleep, and this is very important because if you're going to spend some time on something, as I said, it's not even about money. And Money is important, but you really need to know, does this, how does this serve you? And it's not, it's self-serving. Some people are going to call this selfish, but it is primary. This 10 minutes, 10 hours that you spent on this, whether it's a course, whether it's a movie, whether it's a conversation, what, how does this fuel you? And if you, if you don't see a positive there, I'm sorry, it's a waste of time and you need to take ownership of that. Yeah. And, and also to keep in mind, um, I love that because you, you have to take ownership ultimately of the decisions that you, that you make. And this thing, these things can change. So let me give you a very specific example okay. um, on the return. This is not necessarily return on sleep, but return on time. When I was very focused on providing, making sure that money was coming in the door um, and those things, especially when I was in the, in the corporate track and I enjoyed it. Like my moniker and people could see my LinkedIn in the past. It was, you know, Billy Keel's happy corporate employee. When I was in that mode, as my boys were growing up, they would wanted to play video games. Well, we didn't have a video console in the house because it's we perceived it as something that would be a distraction and all these types of things. Well, the last year and a half, um, the boys had a um, a, a PlayStation at the house, mm -hmm. and so they enjoyed playing video games. I completely thought. I'm not going to sit here and play video games with my kids. It's a waste of time. Like, I don't want to do that. It's like, I need to be doing something. I need to be working. And so the return on that investment of time playing video games with my kids made no sense. It was a waste of time. Mm -hmm. What I have since realized, since I am no longer part of a corporate world, and I've also done some self-reflection is that same investment of time that I didn't do before, I absolutely love it now. I love playing video games with my kids not because we're playing video games, but because of the interactions that happen, because mm -hmm. they actually enjoy that. I mean, my, and my boy, and I, I, let me say this, my boys read tons of books. They're reading all day, every day. And if they were just playing video games, that would, I would probably not do that, but it's literally, we carve out time where we can play video games. They love NBA basketball. So we have an NBA basketball game. Mm -hmm. They beat me. They love beating daddy. 
and then we start talking about it. And later there, it's, it becomes a point of conversation for us later on in the day. Boom. Hey, remember when this happened? And so Boom. what I used to perceive as a wasted investment of time today, I don't mind. I actually love playing love video it. games with my boys because not just for that moment, the conversations, but it also sparks conversations later on. We then take it to the basketball court. They're loving playing basketball right now. And they think about, hey, listen, when I did this in the video game, and so then they'll try to repeat it. Daddy, what do you think about that? Could I do it this way, that way? And it's because of the the, the context of you know the same amount of time how it's invested, what I perceived it to be before as a waste is absolutely a positive return on time or a return on sleep or return on time at this mm-hmm. point in time using the exact same construct, right? It's just the, the perception of, of, of the outcome at the end of the day. That is epic. You don't see it, but like I said, from one follow to another, I recognize that grin. I recognize that grin. You're smiling from left to right, from ear to ear, just you talking about time spent with your kids. I recognize that. You know what? Because I went through the exact same thing. You spend so much time, like, you know, as you said, providing and protecting and and supplementing the income, doing what you need to do. But when you identify what really matters to you, your core values, your family, your kids, time spent with your kids, I go out for rocks with them. We go to the library. We go on hikes. We play video games as well. They mm-hmm. play out in the yard and they're just like, you know, don't bite your brother. But still, <laughs> stories like that. Stories like that just get me, you know, so jazzed because you know what? It's not just about, you know, having the multi-million dollar deal, the mansion, you know what? Your 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 vision board is whatever it is to you. Mm-hmm. But stories like that bring it home for a lot of people listening to us, where it's okay to understand at the core, bottom line, what matters to you? What are you willing to get jazzed about? What are you getting willing to, you know, get enthused about? And at the end of the day, what makes you smile? What makes you smile and what do you want to be doing more of? You know, it's nice to be in that fire. As again, a recovering perfectionist, you enjoy like, you know, doing, you know, just running your business and having, you know, that opportunity to just, again, fuel your dream because that is your vision for yourself. But at the end of the day, you know, for people listening to us, you just need to get comfortable with what matters to you and just going after that in the most efficient way possible. Um I know we're coming up at the top of the hour. I had one last question. If you can just like, you know, just, just walk us through this. Yeah, yeah. This is stupid, but I, I love listening to this, um, uh, this motivational clip of Steve Harvey talking about writing your vision. Mm-hmm. And he tells you that you have to get comfortable thinking big. And what he means by that is that I want you to go home. I'm just paraphrasing. He says, I want you to go home. Get a pen and paper and write your vision down and write the 300 wildest things you can possibly think of for yourself. And he says, I guarantee you at number 75, your brain is going to lock up because most of us are not conditioned to think out there so far out there. Do you want a mansion? What kind of mansion? You want a car? What kind of car? You want to travel? How many countries? You know, you want to eat at a restaurant? What's how many course meals do you want? And Billy, I want us to with someone who's so intentional who chase their dream, who realize their dream in such a short time, you know, as a, as the champion that you are, how can you guide us into getting comfortable with the greatness that is within and getting comfortable with the grand vision we have for ourselves? Because for some people, they say the first thing they do, this is too wild. It'll never happen. And we need to break away from that. I think. Yeah. So I guess one of the things that really helped has helped me is, coming from very humble backgrounds, right? And, and I, 
and I mean that when I watch my parents or I watch uh, family members or just understand where I come from and also where I am today. Now, part of that is um, economically. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the fact that I've been blessed to interact with so many different people from different cultures, different languages, different continents, um, different socioeconomic groups, and really always knowing that I wanted to continue to move forward. I mean, you talk about the vision board, like the 300, I would probably be one of those people or not. I'm probably not. I would be one of those people that locks up, right? Because it's not something that I have even done my life to think the, the, the 300 things that we can do. What I have always been aware of, I was even on the phone this morning with a, with a guy um, that he was thinking so far in the future that he was missing the present. Like he kept thinking, like when we were talking, he was thinking about the vision, but then as soon as he got to the vision, he was realizing all the things that he did not have. Mm -hmm. I've fallen into that category. So one of the things I think of, what are, where is the general direction that you want to go? And at the same time, say, what is the next logical step? What is the next logical step? So maybe as, maybe as an, as, as an idea, right? We, so I know with my, with, with, from a professional standpoint, the place where our company will go, we will serve 200 uh, investors, right? 200 accredited investors specifically, right? It doesn't matter that part, but you, people can look that up and what, what that sure, means. For sure. But today, since our company has started, we have, we are serving seven investors, right? And so you'd think, wow, well, you got 193 to go. Well, what I, didn't realize is that we're serving and focusing on serving our seven investors. But the thing that's happened with these seven investors, like technically six, but these seven investors have entrusted our very small company in a, just over a year and a quarter with this new group of, of investors to the point of about $3.2 million. Why Not is that small numbers? Yeah. So in the, in the reason that that is, Interesting. I never imagined that. I never imagined that we would be serving someone who invested a million plus dollars with us. But because that has happened, it now allows me to think, okay, well, wow, within our first six investors, seven investors, we've had someone that's entrusted a million dollars to our very small company. What, how do we find out more about why this person has done that? What they, uh, would be interested in doing, how can we better serve them? Because now when we focus on our present investors, right? And because our company's still not perfect, there's lots of things that we need to improve on. Always room to build. But, but, but we want to understand what is it that we've done well? What are the things we can improve on? Because if we can serve or when we serve more of our investors um, that have the same profile, then we're going to be able to have even bigger impact on the things that are important to to us, meaning the company, me personally, um, and our investors. And so I, I, I only share that story because sometimes I know generally the direction that we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes once you, or once you get there, it's a matter of saying, okay, well, we took the first step. So now we need to understand what did we do right? What did we not do right? So right. that we can ne- take the next step. Why? Because it's we're, we're, we will arrive at 200 step by step and serving and learning from the group 
of investors that we have today. That's one wow. example. And I, and I know we don't have much time, but I, I'll, I will add this other thing. I got you. I got you. No problem. Similar thing that I mentioned before, Olivia, I knew back in 19, in 19, no, sorry, 2001 that I wanted to move to France. I wanted to, I was accepted at the university at the Sorbonne and I wanted to learn French language and culture. I wanted to learn how to salsa dance and I wanted to learn more about wine. It was wow. supposed to be a one year sabbatical. That was the general direction wow. I wanted to go in. What I did not know, right? I took the step, got to Paris, figured out, you know, I was fortunate. I was in a university where I was learning language and culture every day. Mm-hmm. I had to go outside of my comfort zone. I went to salsa dancing classes where people were speaking the language I did not understand, dancing in a way I did not understand. And then I started learning about wine. I did those little steps. I took those little steps day by day. And 21 years later, three different countries, a, a, a marriage, two children later, four additional languages, I'm still in Europe on in, in that general direction, right? Wow. But the only reason that I continue to be here is because I looked at it step by step. I never would have imagined either of those two scenarios happening back in Columbus, Ohio, before being rejected twice for my dream job. But I knew the general direction that I wanted to go. And then I just took the the next logical step wow. and then the next logical step. Wow. So maybe hopefully with those two examples, it may not be the 300 ideas in the vision. That is world, phenomenal. No, no, no. This really serves. This really serves as a powerful, uh, powerful call to action. You know what? Stay true to your vision, even though it's not all fully formed yet. If you have it chiseled down, yeah, laser focus, great. But understand that if you're faithful to the process, if you know what works, do more of that. If you find out what doesn't work, do less of that. And chances are, you know, your dream will reveal itself before you. Yeah. And I would also, I would also say, you know, because you're, you're here and you're listening and you're watching when you feel stuck, I know that Olivier provides his time, would invest time with you to help you get unstuck. So I didn't, I I haven't, by going step by step, it doesn't always, it's not always easy and you're going to need help to get unstuck. So make sure that you reach out to someone who's already been there before. And if your situation is something that maybe Olivier haven't, has not had himself, I know that he has a network of people that he could contact. Um, and if that is the appropriate next step, then, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Olivier, but I'm sure that you would be open to helping all the time those individual where, where it makes the most sense to help. If all you are time. able, if you are able to help, you can't if help I with can. everything. If I can't, oh, no, exactly. But when, when you can, then sure, of course. I mean, you, you want to pay it forward in the, in the, in the universe. So, always. um, so that, so hopefully that also provides a little bit more uh, context. Billy, I can't stress this enough. You are a gentleman and a king. Um, this is one of those conversations that, first of all, like I said, thank you uh, since the beginning, but I'm going to say this again, you know, just coming out of my funk, coming back into the living and this being the first recording after a long hiatus. I really want to thank you for this precious time. Uh, you know, you are an incredible individual. Um, I hope this is not the last of our interactions. You know, you're always welcome back on the podcast. Definitely. We have each other's coordinates, but we yep. will definitely keep in touch because you're definitely my kind of energy. But all in all, this was an incredible, an incredible wealth of knowledge. Guys, I'm hoping that you hear these words with sincerity, 
with purpose and the will to serve. Billy is one of those guys that is definitely, you know, very aware of the importance to share our knowledge, to share our expertise in the best way can serve you. Um, as, as we said, not just in real estate, but again, he's not a real estate guy. He's a one person trying to reach out into the world and doing good. Um, from Canada all the way to Barcelona, Billy, I can't thank you enough uh, for this wonderful and impactful conversation. It is a privilege uh, to have you on, man. Yeah, the privilege is mine, Olivia. I really appreciate, uh, like I said, uh, I appreciate uh, and recognize you, your authenticity and your desire and, and actions to continue to push positivity into the universe. And, and I appreciate you providing this platform for me to share just a bit of my story. So thank you very, very much. Really appreciate it. Likewise. Shameless plugging time. Is there anywhere that the listeners can connect with you into the interwebs? Yeah, sure. Um, as you mentioned before, I have a podcast. Uh, it's the Going Long Podcast with Billy Keels. It's a great uh, way to to be able to understand a little bit subscribe. more. Subscribe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> subscribe there. Uh, for people that want to understand more about the business that that we have and, and serving accredited investors, you can go to firstgencp.com. Um, once again, it's firstgencp.com. You can find lots of information there. Uh, and also, too, for those of you who want to connect on LinkedIn, I think, Olivia, I think I'm the only Billy Keels in Barcelona, Spain. Yeah. Uh, you can connect Billy with me there. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so great for the confirmation. So you can you can connect with me there on LinkedIn. But I, I would say that those are the best ways to uh, to find out more about me and the different things that we're doing. Massive. We'll definitely link all the contacts and all the information in the show notes when the episode goes live. Uh, we do have a running tradition on the podcast. Last, you know, kind of, uh, you know, it's not putting you under the spotlight or anything, but what I like to call the next step. The next step is basically, you know, leaving the listeners, whether a quote, personal mantra, call to action, daily ritual, a sonnet, whatever that they can use in your appreciation, a next step that you can use towards the next level. Is there anything we can leave the listeners with? So one of the concepts, there is a principle that I was not aware of that has been very helpful for me recently. Um, and I would say anyone who is in a, in a position where you are feeling stuck because you, like Olivia and I are recovering perfectionist, you may have suffered from analysis paralysis because you're waiting for all of the stoplights to turn green before you leave your home. There is a principle that I heard from the late uh, General Colin Powell, which is the 4070 principle. And I've applied this now in my life and I'm seeing positive results because I don't wait for all of the information to, to take a relevant decision. And so when you find yourself that you need to make a relevant decision that is going to be highly impactful, this 4070 principle basically says, or what he did when he needed to make a relevant uh, decision was, he would make a decision with no less than 40% of the information necessary so that he had at least a foundational base and no more than 70% because he also didn't want to go beyond 70% because then that would lead closer to analysis paralysis and looking for perfection. Wow. So the sweet spot in making relevant decisions is the application of the 4070 principle uh, from someone who had, I would think most people would say very positive results overall. And it's something that I am applying in my day to day today that is yielding positive results, not perfect results, positive results in progression. So I would say the application of the 4070 principle is something that would be appropriate to share and is something that is yielding positive results for me right now. Wow. Billy, you are 
the man. I am taking notes. I'm grinning from ear to ear. I feel the energy just radiating from this recording. Guys, wealth of knowledge. Please do connect with Billy anywhere. Just Google him. That's Kiel's K-E-E-L-S. But you're going to see this in the show title anyway. But definitely, guys, firstgencp.com, billykeels.com, going along podcast, subscribe, rate, review, leave the positivity because he definitely deserve it. A gentleman and a king. Billy, thank you so much uh, for this tremendous, tremendous opportunity to connect with you and to learn from you because I have taken so many notes and I hope, and I know that our community and our tribe uh, will definitely benefit from it and is grateful uh, to you as well immensely. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best uh, on your ongoing journey. And I'm looking forward to uh, those 200 accredited investors. Guys, another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast in the can. My guest, Billy Keels. And guys, thank you so much for following this journey, supporting us every single step. Every single step matters. Just taking the next steps one at a time. Wherever these words find you, stay blessed, stay safe. And as always do, stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.